Hey, this is the Bad Romance Podcast. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And we just watched Picture Perfect. It is certainly not perfect, but it is a <laughs> it is a film. It does exist. And it, you can okay. you can watch it on Netflix right now yes, if you, you want to. It's available. You, you can watch it on Netflix. Picture Perfect from 1997 stars Jennifer Aniston and funny man finger quotes Jay Moore <laughs> um quick quick poll you guys can leave a comment you can tweet you know whatever uh, mode you are on right now anybody go to Jay Moore when they're trying to laugh is that is that a thing that uh, I'm missing out on okay so like the 90s the 90s was like peak Jay Moore right yeah and which, to be fair, is not peak Jay Moore is certainly not a subject that I am personally very knowledgeable about. I mean, I think I he I think he was on. Oh, my God. I'm not going to make up a bunch of fake facts with Jay, about Jay Moore while I have my phone next to me. I'm just not going to do it. I do know that the last time I thought about him was when he had this sitcom called Gary Unmarried. <laughs> he had a sitcom called Gary Unmarried. And I don't remember when it was. I do remember that I actually watched several episodes of Gary Unmarried because uh like it was about like his wife left him and like married if I believe if I'm like correct about <laughs> the lore of Gary Unmarried, she married Ed Begley Jr. She, a character played by Ed Begley Jr. Yes, yes. He got left for Ed Begley Jr., which I think is just... I love it. I love it. And you know what? I would leave Jay Moore for Ed Begley Jr. <laughs> I mean, he... Attraction is obviously subjective, um, as most human experiences are. But um, he's... I think that he's cute. Um, yes. Yeah, he's cute. You know, he's cute. He's got a cute face. I like. I like his little smile. Yeah. Something. But um, and I. This is painted by this movie. He annoyed the fuck out of me in this movie. Okay, so I'm trying to figure out what he was doing in the '90s, and he was on Saturday Night Live for two years, and he was he was the brother on the Jeff Foxworthy show, which is what I thought. But I was just like, was that really him? Yeah, it was. He was the brother on the Jeff wow. Foxworthy show. There's something. I think the way he carries himself in this movie, if the way he carries himself in this movie is the way he carries himself in real life or on the sitcom where he gets left, um, I would understand someone leaving him because he has like the ultimate sad boy vibe. And don't get me wrong. I love me a sad boy. That's pretty much the, the only people I date. But um, he it's the sad, nice guy vibe. It's like sad plus nice. Like it's like the oh, she doesn't realize that I'm here. And it's like, she didn't ask for you to be there. Go he's away. like the guy who's just like <laughs> sadly drinking a beer, like waiting for a woman that stood him up in just like, like four years ago. And, and yes, he never, and like he hasn't moved on and like she's married. You know? And like, like, he's chill. not even being misogynistic or anything. He's just being sad and just like refuses to get over it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not like, there's certainly much worse to be, you know, and, yeah, and in the, yeah. especially when it comes to men, men in general. Yeah. Hashtag all, yes, all men. Um, or like men in movies, like, no, he's definitely way more sympathetic. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I get it, but he still annoyed me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, I'm looking at his, looking at his credits. Picture Perfect is his second movie. His first movie was Jerry Maguire. He was in Jerry Maguire. I don't remember who he was. I don't remember that either. Now I'm going to be very curious and want to look up scenes, gifts, whatnot of Jay Moore and Jerry Maguire. But yes, and he, in 1998, he voiced the titular parrot character, Polly. <laughs> oh my god! Which is a movie that came on a lot on cable, and I was just like, a movie about a talking parrot voiced by Jay Moore. No, thank you. <laughs> Honestly, I did watch Polly, and I I fucked with Polly. You know, you did wow. I fucked with Polly. I mean, it came out when I was eight, so in my defense, I didn't have the most developed palate at that point. Yes. Um, I didn't watch it when it resurfaced 
Um, so, you know, I watched it when I was eight and then I watched it, I think again when I was 11. So my critiques were pretty much, oh, wow, that's funny. There's a talking parrot. Um, and I can't remember what little girl starred in it. Uh, let me see. Um, I also have a phone and therefore no excuse right. to not know these things. Um, oh, well it had Tony Shalhoub and I love him. Uh, but it was it is Hall- Hallie Eisenberg, Eisenberg yes. which is Jesse Eisenberg's sister. Yeah, the Pepsi girl. We all loved her. Oh, I I don't know who that. She is. was in the the she was in the really cool Pepsi commercials. Okay. Um, and so I liked her because of that, even though I didn't like Pepsi. So that that was my very um nuanced cultural critique of Polly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's like he's like been around like he was in go which is like a movie that i remember him in. he's not in it for very long he's in pay it forward 200 cigarettes i remember 200 cigarettes mostly because of elvis costello being in it and other random shit like that still never listened to elvis costello i remember watching it as a kid and thinking one day i'm gonna listen to this white man that apparently people seem to like and it still hasn't happened <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we've spent a lot of time not talking about this movie because there's really just not a lot to say about Picture Perfect. I mean, Picture... Okay, Picture Perfect compared to... We... Last time we covered How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Right. And that was that was a lot. Like Monumentally that, bad. Yeah. That was that was like a very intense experience. Whereas like Picture Perfect... It was... Honestly, it wasn't that bad like it wasn't it was mostly boring it was yeah it was too long and Way too long. it was what maybe and it an, was an hour, hour and 40 minutes. minutes yeah it's it not really even could have been an hour and 10 minutes. it could have been an hour and 10 yeah it was definitely too long and i mean i i was saying before we started the podcast like i'm a fan of jennifer aniston it'd been a while since i'd seen her do her thing and the very you know signature jennifer aniston charm and this time it really hit me how much of her charm is just like her apologizing a lot her apologizing and also like moving her hair she like apologizes like she moves while, her like, hair slightly she goes oh i'm so hair. sorry and like puts so herself sorry. down Flip. she's like oh i'm so stupid or like whatever but then she gets frustrated that she did that and i think that that is charming because it's relatable and and a lot of women do that stuff. I have done those things. Many of us have, but it's also depressing. Like I'm like her whole charm is her self deprecation. Like I want to see cocky Jennifer Aniston. Like, Oh yeah, I would love that. I see Jennifer Aniston. Who's like, get the fuck out of my face. You know, like she, and there was, okay. So we should, we should outline a little bit of the movie for you. We're not going to do like the whole plot, but the movie is about Jennifer Aniston. She works at an, uh, (laughs) <laughs> a marketing firm. No surprise. This is a rom-com. Um, oh my it's God. In New York. And like her and this, the pitch that she does near the beginning of the movie that like impresses everyone is horrible. Oh, it's terrible. Cause she's talking about m- this mustard and the mustard is like second best, I guess to whatever big mustard company or whatever. And she like randomly just says, Oh, did you know that Sydney Crawford, S- not Sydney, Cindy Crawford, was uh going to be like in like a scientist or something yeah she went to school for for i think it was uh i think it was biology or some sort of biochemistry yeah but she was number two um no what it was is that she like this is so stupid. Like, but this detail matters, everyone. So hang detail, on. Apparently, it, it was like it's not that she was number two. It's like that's what she would have been if she hadn't have made it as a, if she hadn't have made it as a model. But she was studying that when she got picked as a model, and so it's like it was her number two career decision. And sometimes number two is best, question mark, question mark, question mark. And that was literally what the tagline for Jennifer Aniston's pitch for the billboard was. Anyway, number Ileana two was Douglas an always- and, and Kevin Bacon and whatever were really in fucking impressed for some reason. Oh, okay. Yeah. And okay. <laughs> Kevin Bacon. Love him. Um, 
Yeah, he plays like her sexy, shaggy haired coworker that she's like supposed to be into. Which is weird because like I like I've never thought of Kevin Bacon as sexy. And then I watch this and I'm just like, okay. And then I remembered that I love Dick is a thing now, which is like a which is like a show about a woman being obsessed with Kevin, a Kevin Bacon character. And I'm just like, I I don't get it. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, like it was weird because I, I agree with you. I've never I don't know. His physical attraction or lack thereof has never been the point of Kevin Bacon for me. And I prefer to keep it that way. Like, but in this movie, I felt forced to try to be attracted to him, which is a weird thing to say. Uh, and I was at moments, but I also hated him. It was very much a hate attraction. And then I didn't. And then I wasn't attracted to him again by the end. Well, the thing about him is that like, he's this like weird character where like, he he like is clearly attracted to Jennifer Aniston and she's attracted to him but she's but he's just like you're too good of a person you're too like sweet you're too honest of a person for me to sleep with and like it's just like I like bad women and like you're not a bad woman and like it's just and so when he does it, I'm just like, but then why would you be interested in a man like that? That's this immature. <laughs> yeah. Like he's literally, he's like a walking stereotype of like some high school dude that would reject you because you had good grades. You know, that's the, what it felt like, except like grown up in yeah, New like York, you're a you know, nerd. And like, oh, uh, like, you know, I don't know. You're, you're you're on the debate team and that's embarrassing. And it's like, come on, dude. And it's also Jennifer Aniston as a nerd. Like there was times like I, they, they try to put her in overalls. They put a backwards cap on her. They, they really tried to make her look like she's not one of the most beautiful people that you've ever seen. And it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't like, I actually, I was so into her backwards hat, her sunglasses. I was into those looks like the looks that they tried to make her look less professional. I was like, those are fashion statements. They She's make killing her it. Look amazing. Yeah. I was like those out. I want those outfits, yes. which was probably not the correct takeaway, but that it was, was what I thought too. I, oh, turned, I turned to my boyfriend and I was like, I want overall. I screenshotted some of them. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> kidding. I'm like gonna like, I'm going to make those outfits has happened um and no one will know that i stole them from a movie from 20 years ago so it's fine yeah Yeah, exactly okay so the plot of this movie is that uh jennifer aniston wants a promotion and her friend iliana douglas gets the promotion also iliana douglas is like (laughs) there's a point in this movie where she says that she was born married and i don't know what that means yeah me neither <laughs> like she's just like and her well, character doesn't seem married you know like she yeah. doesn't give off a, like i know i know what that line was supposed to portray because i know people who feel like they've been married since we were kids yes and she doesn't give that vibe her character is way it's not that she's into her career because plenty of people like that are into their career it's the way she's into her career it's very she feels very Lone Ranger. Yeah, Ileana like Douglas like, really strikes me as like a really like power suit woman, like almost like a lipstick lesbian. Like her yeah. husband was like weird to me. It was weird and it didn't feel, I mean, it was necessary for this plot technically, but for her, I, I don't know. It, yeah, it just Yeah, didn't. and I honestly, I wanted to meet that husband. We never meet him. Yeah. And I'm just like, no, but I want to know who this guy is because I want... This, like, who's want married this, to you? Like, who got you? To be completed. And this isn't even like a dig at Ilian Duck. She's a beautiful woman. Yeah, she is. I think she's striking. Yeah, yeah. So it's not even that there's anything wrong with her. It just doesn't... Like, the kind of person that she's trying to portray, like, I don't know who would do a better job, but, like, she wasn't the person for it. I don't know. No, definitely. Maybe, like, I don't know, maybe, like, a Megan Mullally maybe could have pulled this off, or... I don't know. know. Yeah, it didn't... Also, their friendship was weird. Yeah, it's just... I I felt like she wasn't a good friend. No, no, she's not a good friend. Like, if one of my friends did that, I'd be like, boundaries, hello, what? And just, like, the way she treated... Okay, so... Okay, I'm going to roll back so you guys have context in case you haven't seen it. Yeah. So, Jennifer Aniston, she works at this um, marketing firm. She pitches this great pitch. Great. Everybody's into it. And then um, the next day, they are making announcements about who's getting promotions, et cetera. She doesn't get one. 
And then she when and then she you know gets upset and she's just like she like gives us like like little speech like I work really hard I don't know I don't understand like why you wouldn't pick me and the boss goes on the weirdest speech ever he basically says that she wasn't picked because her, the way that she lives her life means that she doesn't that that she doesn't know how to commit like like it's like everybody else is like married and owning homes and children and buying a car and all this stuff and you still live like you're in college o- okay <laughs> the the crazy okay and this is really the craziest thing about the movie in my opinion it's not even the the fact that jay moore poses as her fiance that like has to like fake dump her in front of everyone no not and, and it's not even that kevin bacon suddenly wants to fuck her as soon as he figures out that she's engaged what drives me insane is this idea that this man that this boss would actually say this because the stereotype usually in movies and what I think is probably closer to the truth is that women don't get promotions and a lot of a lot of like a lot of the reasons that bosses give for like not giving women promotions and not giving them the raises that they want and blah 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 is that they're too, is that they're also mothers like it's like oh you're too you also have to take care of your kids you can't devote yourself completely to this company we need more of your time we need like blah 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 like it was kind of just like um like it was making me think a little bit of like baby boom where she basically has to like leave her career because she decides to like keep this baby because because they just they just like oh you can't be a mother and also work this job so the idea that like his issue is that she's not a mother and that she's not married that that yeah yeah that, that was a strange disconnect to me I almost it, it was weird because I almost did understand the premise of her being single like I could almost believe that because I do feel like there are companies and jobs where like if you're single and you're not married or engaged there's a sense that you're not as much of an adult, but the being a mother thing, I totally agree with you. I thought that too. I was like, if she was a mother, like, yeah, she would definitely be stuck. But I feel like they were just like, you're single and like they like what like they, I could they, under- they basically like treated her like she could like she you could cheat on us in any second because you're young and you're unattached and you could take everything to competitors because you live so freely and it's like if she lives so freely that means that she has plenty of time to do work for you so I just don't understand and that, yeah and also I was like I mean when they're like yeah you live like a college student I was like no she doesn't she has like a well paying job and she lives alone yeah (laughs) she lives alone like I mean again this is a suspension of disbelief about movies in New York and I have to like do that every time because every character they never have roommates you know and they always like have and like with her it was more believable because it was a full time ad agency I was like yeah that would probably pay you enough you could have a studio somewhere but like versus like the the ones where like someone writes a column and survives off of that. Yeah, and it's just but, like she's like very clearly like a like a character like an adult character like the like when the movie opens um it's like she's about to like fuck a guy on the couch and then the guy like refuses to put on put on a condom and she just kicks him out, which I actually thought that was like a that I was actually like happy about that opening. I was like, Me yeah, too. You, you to put on a condom, you leave. And then she like automatically calls her mother. And it's just like, Hey, Hey, stop setting me up with just random guys. And I loved that. Yeah, that was, I felt like that was a strong open and it was it refreshing was. to me because I was like, yeah, she's kicking him out because he's being ridiculous and immature and yeah, yeah go her. And that was the thing about this movie that made me want to like, that made me like I didn't hate this movie and most of the movies we talk about I hate yeah. or like I really don't like and this one I liked it it just you know it was just like a nothing movie it, yeah, yeah it's there like, were parts where it like I felt like Jennifer Aniston's like she's great and I felt like her character had a lot of potential but they kept cutting her off where she could have gone like not hyper deep but there was more to be there's more to be had there. Yeah, because the conflict that happens is really just like it's all about her not liking herself. It's all about her not having confidence. That that's like most of it because okay, so she like asks um Jay Moore to be her 
she meets Jay Moore at a wedding. He's um, shooting the wedding. Nice, nice interracial wedding, like an Indian man, white woman, sure. Um, and uh, he's also like the best friend of the group, the, the Indian man, the groom, and that never comes back. <laughs> that never oh, ends yeah. up meaning anything. <laughs> yeah, right. Like we never see this character again. Like it would have been great if like uh, uh, this this gentleman was like I don't know, like was like gave him advice on what to do about her. But like it's weird. Like, he's the love interest, but we almost never really see the interior of his life. We just know that he shoots weddings and that he's sad. Like, we never see him, like, hanging out with his buds. We never see, like, what he wants. I'm really unsure. Like, I really couldn't buy that he even liked her that much because there's not a lot about... There's not a lot... They don't spend a lot of time together, number one. Yeah. And he just, like... Like, it seems like he likes her, but I don't... I don't really... It doesn't seem like enough It's for, not convincing, because it seems like yeah. he's... Because, like, my vibe... Okay, so basically, you know, what happens is she's at this wedding, he's at this wedding, they both, like, catch the bouquet and the um, garter, she, well, she, and they have to take it... Or she catches the she, bouquet. Yeah, because... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's then, the other weird... That's a, that's a weird moment in the movie where she's the only single woman at the wedding, so she just has to, like... So when it's time to do the bouquet, it's just her. I was literally, <laughs> like, that... I wouldn't believe that, but I grew up uh, very Christian, and I went to a bunch of weddings for a few years, and I was, like, that woman at, like, a few weddings where I was literally the only one. I mean, there were... But those ones, like, there were there were women who were in relationships, so they yeah. weren't married. But, like, I was the only one who was single at, like, two or three weddings, which was wild. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so it does... That does happen, but it was still, like, in this movie, it was so cartoonish because at an actual wedding, they're not going to make one woman go out alone. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's not, so embarrassing. Nobody would do that. Like, that's then, not... Yeah, and then she, like, sits in his lap, and they take a picture, and basically, like, Ileana Douglas takes the picture. When she gets when she gets turned down for the job, Ileana Douglas takes the picture, shows it to the boss, and, like, gets her the job. And, <laughs> and then she... And then Jennifer Aniston is rightfully mad at Ileana Douglas for, like, lying about her life. And Ileana Douglas is like, what? I did you a favor. You should be thanking me. <laughs> what? You just lied about her life like that yeah like like um yeah that was wild and she just and that whole just like, and so then and jennifer, jennifer anderson's, anderson's like doormat that she's like she's okay, just like fine. oh well i guess i'm gonna have to do this like rather than like going to her boss immediately and saying my friend did that you know and, and i mean i get it like even in the con like it's absurd but in the context of the movie she feels powerless in her job but she really wants it you know and i think that's a feeling a lot of people can relate to but it's so outlandish that she would go along with this without even trying to contact that guy um so jay moore so is her fake fiance so then um, Kevin Bacon wants to fuck like once oh, he yeah. finds out. Oh yeah. Then Kevin Bacon is ready to fuck. And it's so like, it's such like a, it's such like a childish idea of a playboy. It's like, we've got the champagne and it's so bad. We're being so bad. Yeah, it's so, and like, <laughs> just like, even like the way they flirt with each other. I mean, this is, it's you know, like movies babies. have to do like shorthand, but it's very like, do you want to come up? do I, you know? And then they like have really passionate sex. And I'm like, I mean, sure. You know, we've all been there, I guess, but also like you guys are coworkers, you know, like that's gonna like the tension is built up. Like, don't like, not that you can't be coy, but come on. Are you guys kidding? Like, are you really surprised? So, so yeah. So she fucks Kevin Bacon and then he's like into her and he's like, wow, I like, like you. And there's this one scene where like she falls asleep. I fucking hate this scene actually. Um, she falls asleep and then Kevin Bacon is like tracing her back with his finger <laughs> and he's whispering and he's like, he's like, I know you're taken, but like, I feel like you're so present with me. And the scariest thing is I like that. And it's like weird because I couldn't tell if that was supposed to make us humanize him because he's such a cartoon character um, or like if we're supposed to be on board, like, you know, wanting him with her or I, I don't really know what that moment was supposed to be, but it was bizarre. Here's the thing. No one in this movie 
Like, these are attractive people that just aren't attractive together. I don't want to see Jennifer Aniston and Kevin Bacon. I also don't want to see Jennifer Aniston and Jay Moore. No, there's, just- no chemi- <laughs> there's no chemistry at all. Like, Nothing. it's not even about them being... Yeah, it's not even about, like, are they attractive people that look good together? It's not about them looking good together or, like, having the right, you know... I don't know, being the right genre of attractive people. It's just like, it just doesn't feel right. It just doesn't. It doesn't. It's just like, yeah. And like Jay Moore seems like somebody who would like play her brother on Friends. Yeah, he, it does. It feels so brotherly. That's it. It feels brotherly. Yes. Which also pissed me off with the sad thing. Yeah. The way that he talks to her is just like, are you really just going to tell this lie? Like, it's just like, so like. It's, it's so like patriarchal, just like are these the decisions that you're gonna make with your life? Yeah, very like- much like wow, <laughs> like you're a broken woman, obviously. And it's like, motherfucker, like put down your fucking video camera. Yeah. So Oh my god. My yeah. Okay, so okay, so if you're listening and you haven't seen the movie, you might be like, wait, 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 what what when do they actually meet? So what happens? She's pretending he's um, Jay Moore is her fake fiance. Yes. And then he gets on the news for like, saving a child, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he gets on the news and then her boss is like, wow, you, that's your fiance. Amazing. And she's like, oh shit. And her boss wants to have dinner with her, her fiance, Ileana and Ileana's wait, Ileana's husband somehow wasn't in that scene either. I don't remember him. If That's he was, so like, wild. I, mean, I don't know. Like all of the white men in this movie kind of just. Like, I mean, they all look alike. Yeah, me, and so like I just, literally he everyone might have been there, and we just didn't notice him. I mean, everyone in this movie is white except for the Indian guy who gets married, who never reappears, and they're all wearing like Manhattan like nine to five clothes. So, oh yeah, you know, there's it's very everyone's easy. Everyone's so boring looking. It's and the movie's also <laughs> shot really boring. It's shot like a made for TV movie. It's really un- like really considering just, like, how much money you was sleep. there. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like it's not beautiful. Like, and I don't expect cinematography from most rom coms, but like you could still like do good camera work <laughs> like, yeah yeah um, it's like you know because you know this was like early in jennifer aniston's career and you know this was probably one of her like jennifer aniston movie star kind of introductions and it's weird to me that it was this movie like i'm trying to think was she in a movie before picture yeah she was she was in two movies before picture per- perfect she was in leprechaun which Way more memorable than Leprechaun. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> Jennifer Aniston in Leprechaun. That's 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 a good. That's a movie that you should see her in. And she's also in a movie called She's the One, which is one of the. There's a director named Edward Burns. We're probably gonna get to him a lot on this show. He is not the. I think there's another director named Ed Burns who does like documentaries or something. Yeah. This that's not him. Edward Fitzgerald Birds is a man who has been making the same Irish American indie movie since the brothers McMullen. <laughs> and a lot of them are just like rom-com starring men, which includes she's the one. So all everything that he's almost everything he's ever done is is maybe fair game. <laughs> I guess I guess we have to decide which ones of his it's are like, bad and which ones of his are passable. But yeah, we'll get to it. But I yeah. mean, and you know, like this movie is I would say the picture perfect is technically passable. Um and so, you know, some passable movies will accidentally slip through the cracks of this podcast. Although, I mean, obviously it still has a lot to critique. But Edward Burns <laughs> is his name? Yes. So he he will join Gary Marshall in the ranks uh, of our podcast. Oh, probably, probably, probably. We've already done two Gary Marshall movies. Yeah, we have. It's been wow. very Gary <laughs> Marshall heavy. I find I I find and I actually hope that most of the worst movies that we talk about on this show are directed by men just just to prove my narrative that men are the reason why these movies suck so Yeah, much. well because I mean there are many times where I'm like this was written by a man, right? Yeah, like, I mean and just like with the female characters written by three people only one was a woman okay yeah (laughs) and it was directed by a man um but yeah in terms of like uh this is she has arrived this is jennifer aniston picture perfect is that movie in my opinion because she's the one is kind of like an indie movie that nobody really remembers picture perfect i think is probably like a 
was probably like her first big thing. It was like 1997 and it wasn't an ensemble cast. It was like her and Jay Moore. And like the year after that, she does the object of my affection, which is her and Paul Rudd, which I haven't seen. I haven't seen either. Which, which we might watch it after this and see. Yeah. I mean, you know, we can stay on that, that, that Jennifer Aniston train for a minute too. Yes. She's got a, she's got a rich library of films. Oh, she does. I mean, whoo, the bounty hunter. Oh man. Like girl, we're probably going to be doing the bounty hunter. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, this is a weird movie. Like if we're like introducing Jennifer Aniston to the world, she got paired with Jay Moore of all people. <laughs> yeah, like no offense, Jay Moore. Again, you know you're cute and yeah, stuff, but like you just he just didn't make sense. Yeah, it's, it felt too brotherly. Like yeah, he's just like a very like it's weird to me. Uh, like how these like it, it, it's probably this is this is a trend too where these rom coms have like these amazingly gorgeous women. Yeah, and just like average looking, like, stunning dude. women who are like insecure and then like. These, like, average dudes who are like, I'm going to tell her what to do. And, like, I mean, that happens in the real world, sadly. Yeah, it's, yeah. But, it's like, uh, like, it's, but Jesus, it doesn't have to happen in everywhere. Like, her <laughs> like, first two rom-com starring roles are with Jay Moore and Paul Rudd. And I'm just like. Okay, okay. Paul Rudd, I think he's really cute. Paul Rudd is fine. Wow, you didn't fall in love with him at Clueless? I yeah, I mean You weren't into that like almost incest thing because like hello (laughs) You know, it's just like these these are just like I mean I get it though. Again, he doesn't fit with Jennifer Aniston. I feel like just like boys that like you meet at this is a boy that you meet at the pub. You meet Paul Rudd at the pub. You meet Jay Moore at the pub. Yeah, I could see Paul Ryan (laughs) and Paul Ryan. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) No. Reject that from the podcast. (laughs) Uh, I could see Paul Rudd um like with Meg Ryan almost more as a match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Just just vibe wise. I feel like Jennifer Aniston I don't yeah, I don't I don't even know who my ideal for her is, but Definitely not Jay Moore. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that is um, 100% decided. Yeah, why not? Like, I'm just surprised that she wasn't, like, matched with any, like, giant, chinned, symmetrical. Right? Like, like, you know, even give her Matthew McConaughey, even though yeah, we've had enough. Why not? Like, why not give her Matthew like, McConaughey? Why didn't that go down? Actually, yeah. now I'm annoyed that she was never matched with Matthew McConaughey. I think that that could have I think they would have been a really good pair yeah. because they're both, like, very hot people who play characters routinely that are like kind of a little bit silly and so I think they would have that right balance of silly and hot because like if she was with like George Clooney it would be like nah like because George Clooney's too much of just like the guy who's never been told no you know and Jennifer Aniston feels more down more more beaten by the world than that Um, yeah yeah she's definitely like she's she's you know like you know she's dealt with shit and like not not as much as many people but like in the hollywood sphere she feels like someone you could talk to yeah she's always like that chick that it's like you know things should be like a bit better for you yeah it's not like you need charity but like things should be a bit better for you like remember when remember when brad pitt left her and then everyone like every headline was just like how is jennifer aniston gonna make it how's she gonna go forward with this oh no she's dating vince vaughn how far has she fallen like and then when she got with justin thoreau all the all the headlines were just like when is justin thoreau going to seal the deal when is he gonna pop the question oh they're married when is the wedding happen like i am like, i swear my entire life like since mr and mrs smith has just been like watching the tabloids annoy the shit out of jennifer aniston like she yeah, doesn't read any magazines endlessly anymore. <laughs> yeah like imagine not being able to go to rite aid without like having someone smear your personal life it's just like, when is justin thoreau gonna marry this hag like it's just like chill out maybe they just wanted to be i mean i think they're married now but i remember the countdown to their wedding was like everybody was just like is it really going to happen right like, justin thoreau is big shit like it's not <laughs> Right? 
I was like, oh my God. And this is like, uh, yeah. You know, my God. And actually, when I was like reading up, I watched the breakup because I thought that we might cover it on this podcast, but I actually think the breakup is too good a movie for us to cover on this podcast. But when I was reading about it, like, you know, her and Vince Vaughn started dating after it. And apparently like tabloids, when they broke up, tabloids said that he cheated on her. And then Vince Vaughn like sued the tabloids for talking about him. Wow. <laughs> amazing <laughs> it's just this woman can't just like she can't be i don't know no one ever lets jennifer aniston be <laughs> leave jennifer alone <laughs> leave her alone <laughs> but, yeah seriously yeah that's, that's that's how i feel it's just why do we feel so sad for this beautiful woman i want to understand this somebody needs to properly capitalize on this because i was actually thinking about like yeah why seen that movie the good girl I haven't no. Okay, the good girl is that is that a, a, a J is that a J Ann movie? Yes. I'm never gonna call her J- that again. So oh we'll yeah, that was a lot. J Ann. J I was really reaching with that. Um, she yeah I don't yeah what is the saddest about her? Because in the good girl she plays a character that's married to John C Riley, which how no um, no and she cheats on John C Riley with a teen like a like he's not like a te- I think he's like an older teenager like an 18 year old per- an 18 year old Jake Joan Hall and he's like very depressed and like they're basically just like sleeping together and depressed together because they both work at this like this like shitty retail store and like she hates her husband and her life and he loves Holden Caulfield and he's depressed and he doesn't want to take his meds anymore. This sounds perfect. It's oh, yeah. And I mean, oh, sounds oh. like something I would love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Zoe Deschanel's in it too. And she's basically like a goth. Wow. <laughs> How? She's just like this. Like Is she like a health goth. Cause she, I could see that, you know, like she like, wears adidas and black lipstick and like works out and like kind of vaguely likes industrial music no no she's just like this like deadpan goth that like kind of just like speaks in this like country monotone and like (laughs) um, and she runs the makeup counter and she like like fucks with people by giving them like ridiculous makeup jobs like i remember she's giving someone a makeup job once and it's really bad and she calls it they call this cirque de face in france it's called circus of the face like it's it's very popular and this woman's just like really (laughs) (laughs) okay that sounds so silly i want to watch it just for that yeah just to see zoe deschanel in that role i think the good girl really capitalizes on the sadness of jennifer aniston because it's she just she just it does it doesn't like some actors i mean because of what acting is you can tell like no that's just their roles you know, like certain characteristics that you associate with them, you can pinpoint, no, that's just their roles. But with Jennifer Aniston, like, I think she's probably doing great. I mean, it's also funny to, to not that she shouldn't get empathy, but it's funny to extend empathy to like a millionaire, <laughs> like, a yeah. you know, like I'm like, she's like a rich, gorgeous millionaire, you know, who like gets to get paid to act like she's fine compared to most. Right. Of she's yeah. I'm sure that she's perfectly okay. It's but because she's a public figure, you know, we have an, a relationship with her that we don't with the stranger on the street. And yeah. so it's like, I, I think she does actually ooze a sadness. She does. She oozes sadness, and uh, somebody needs to write a really good script for her, because she there's there's a missed opportunity there. I, I think, think so too. Yeah, because yeah. I th- I think she does. I think she's a good actress. Yeah, I, think um, that, I also think that she's a good actress, and I wish that they, I wish that like it's they didn't like waste her on rules like this in the '90s when she was at the height of her power. I think that, that was a really like, I don't know whose fault it is. I don't know if it's her agent's fault or, like, her fault. But, like, Picture Perfect is not worth watching. Like, I'm... I yeah, like, got you a little tired just talking about it. You won't hate your life like you will if you watch Runaway Bride. Right. Um, or, or, you know, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. But, I mean, at least with Runaway Bride and How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, they were so atrocious that you have earned a trauma um with picture perfect it's just like okay 
Yeah, that sure. was the movie. Like, yeah. So yeah, it's like, uh, and it's it's like a fart. Picture Perfect is kind of like a fart. Like it's like it's like it's kind of pleasurable a little bit because you're getting something out, but then once it's out, it's like you completely <laughs> forgot about it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, that yeah, wasn't. I mean, that no, that's. That's true. The other ones are like having a stranger on the train throw a sock of shit at you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's way worse, but you at least have a story. Right. This yeah. one's just uh, in the wind. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, because y- you know what's going to happen. They have the theatrical breakup, and then and then she makes him go away, and then she realizes, oh, I actually did want him. So then she admits to every, she admits like in front of everyone, of course, on a stage when she's supposed to be giving a presentation. I lied. I lied about everything. I lied to all of you. I, I, and I, and Nick was great, and I'm gonna go find him, and blah, 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 blah. And then like she like tells her boss, I know that I lied, so I'm packing up my stuff, because I'm gonna, I know that you're gonna fire me, and then the boss doesn't fire her and it's just like oh my god he's a nice guy after all and oh and she gets to, <laughs> she gets to tell off Kevin Bacon which is pretty awesome because then he, he finds out that because she tells everyone you know uh, Jay Moore was never my boyfriend or fiance I contacted him after he got famous to come to this dinner I told him I'd pay him to break up with me in front of everyone so I could like get this whole delusion out of the way and keep my job. So, so Jennifer Anderson tells her boss and everyone that, and they're like, Oh no, you can keep the job. Then Kevin Bacon comes to her and they haven't slept together for a while. Cause she cut it off, but he's like, Oh, so you never had a fiance. Like he was a lie. And she's like, yeah, he was a lie. And he was like to keep your job. And she's like, yeah, to keep my job. And then she like tosses her hair. And then he's like, but also so you could sleep with me. And I was like, what? Like, yes, her having a fake fiance helped her sleep with him. But Jennifer Anderson did not have that idea. That was her, that was her shitty friend. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that she slept with Kevin Bacon because of that was completely a side note, but Kevin Bacon had to make it about him. And then she says, yes, it was. And I'm like, girl, no, it wasn't. Don't pretend you planned that well. Um, and then he basically is like, well, now that I realize that you never had a fiance and you're not with them, like, let's give it a try again. And by give it a try, I mean, like, they had sex twice and now they're, you know, he wants to have sex again. Yeah. And she, like, does the cute rom-com interaction where she's like, I think I'm just too nice for you. And then he's like, oh. (laughs) She's like, yeah, I've always been too nice for you. That's the problem. But she says, like, if I ever change, I'll give you a call. (laughs) Yeah, Which, and I'm just like, why would you? <laughs> yeah, like, and and he's like, I look forward to it. And I'm like, why? You guys hooked up twice. I mean, again, this is a rom-com, but I'm like, in the real world, if you hook up with someone twice and they're kind of an asshole, you don't feel the need to, like, I don't know, promise that you'll date them in the future if your oh life changes. God. Like, that's so weird. That's uh, not, like, I... I yeah. And then the movie ends by like these movies always tend to end. They disrupt someone else's fucking wedding. Oh she, yeah. She disrupts someone else's fucking wedding. That Jay so Moore's that she can, um, so that videotaping. She can confess to Jay Moore, who is filming the wedding. So she's not just fucking with the wedding, she's fucking with his job. And then it's okay because everybody is so touched and then after they have their kiss and profess their whatever to each other then then the people get to finish their fucking wedding and i'm <laughs> i'm so like i want i want a sequel that's just about the people who had that wedding and how pissed they are like a 30 minute you know little postscript film just about like the wedding reception and everyone talking shit like yeah, just, well, like, just fuck them. <laughs> yeah seriously and when she rolled up in the wedding i was just like fuck this bitch like what yeah. <laughs> like, it was so that? manipulative and so attention seeking and And like, he was like, and then he kind of, after she like was like, I miss you. And I realized I was manipulative and I made you come pretend to be my fiance, which like, okay, yes, you were Jennifer Aniston, but also you paid him like, um, yeah, like you paid him for his labor. So you're fine. Yeah, it's fine. You know, um, he, he's just like, Oh no. Like as if she's hurt him deeply. And that's where I was like, Jay Moore, get over yourself. Cause basically the whole time she meets up with him to get coffee. She explains the situation. She says, I'll pay you to come to this meeting with my boss and stuff 
and he's like, wow. And he's, you know, cute and like, wow, starry eyed kind of like, you want to pay me to come pretend to be in love with you? And she's just like, yeah. And she's all like nervous and neurotic. And then he comes to New York from like Boston. This is also funny because he's like in Boston, but he comes to New York and he very much has this like never been in a big city vibe. Um, oh yeah, he does. Which I'm like, Boston's certainly not New York, but it's a city. Like, yeah, um, you know, I it, it's so. <sighs> also, Olympia Dukakis is in this movie. Olympia Dukakis plays her mom. I we didn't mention it because oh no, we didn't because she's in the first half of the movie and then she isn't in the second half and then you completely forget. And she's a huge part of the first half of the movie because like she is like like strangely conservative and like really wants her daughter to get married, but seems annoyed at the idea of her daughter having sex with somebody that she's not going to get married to. then she lies to her mother about sex and it's just all, it's just all too much. And the stakes don't match up because Jay Moore and her aren't in love and there's not a lot going on there. And what are they going to do? Like, after the credits roll, they probably just, like, went to go get beers and get to know each other. Like, it's not like they were getting ready to get married. Even yeah, they like, fucking maybe they're going to, like... wedding. Maybe they'll date for six months. That's exactly what I... Like, <laughs> honestly, what I think would happen is they have this big... They have to the come down after this high of strange experiences you know they get beers they have like mediocre sex because they have no chemistry but they both don't want to be alone um although they both were so that's interesting versus other movies where it's like characters that are perpetually like serial monogamous but like i feel like yeah in the real world they would just kind of date for a few months and once the novelty of their experience wore off, they would realize they don't have that much in common. They live in different states. She's super busy with her career. He's busy because he has to work seven days a week to make a living. And that would be it. Yeah. And I mean, if they did get together, he would be the kind of dude who like sleeps until noon. Yeah. And like... And she would get mad at him for because she it would feel like, be he like it would be like Miranda and Steve from Sex in the City, and the fact that they end up together is honestly a miracle of them both fucking off for a while and growing up and then coming back to each other. Yeah, like yeah. it. It would totally. Yeah, it would they would definitely drive each other crazy because yeah. he would over because he does have this moralizing thing where he's like, I like to do weddings cause I like to see important moments and like, sure. Fair. Yeah. But it's very much like he's looking deep in Jennifer Aniston's eyes. Like you corporate shill. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and it's just like, all right, sure, dude, you know, cool. Oh my God. And I mean, I agree. Like some of her goals are like understandable, but shallow. And some of his aspirations are lacking in ambition. I want but- a billboard in time. She's like, I want a billboard. And he's like, I know about what matters. And I'm like, y'all both need to fucking chill. (laughs) Yeah, y'all are both obnoxious. You guys could, like, just, I don't know, not. Or, like, figure out a new way to say what you want out of life. We don't care about these white people now that the longer that we talk about them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe we should do a movie next where it's not about a white woman. Yeah, we should do, we should definitely, because I was thinking about that, too. I was like, there's a way that we would end up just doing white people. And I mean, it would be too easy. Honestly, it, it like, would be, would too, be easy. too easy for that to happen. Yeah, because it's like because we should we should at least diversify. If we're going to talk about bad, we should be diversified. Like what the bad is. Let's give everyone a chance to be bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's just like, honestly, like, you know, there are a lot of white women that I love. Bronwyn's a white woman that I love. <laughs> but like. Sometimes watching these movies, like watching, trying to figure out like what an upper middle class white woman wants and like, oh yeah, like what she, like what her, what she's worried about. It's so makes you hate white people. (laughs) It's just like, (laughs) like her whole, like, it's not even like she wants a promotion because she feels like she's worth more, but she doesn't want a promotion because she needs the money. She yeah. She doesn't want a billboard in Times Square for, like, any particular... She's not trying to affect change in any way. This is just... It's um, not like she needs to... She wants to buy a house for her mom. You know, it's not like she's, like, like, like supporting her family wo- or paying yeah. off loans, even. Yeah, she's <laughs> just a middle-class woman who wants to be rich. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's super real. And I think that's like <laughs> that's such an underlying theme of rom coms. Like rom coms where there's a career driven woman, it's always it's never a woman who has stakes. You know, yeah, it's, it's never, never a woman who, who's it's like never a woman who's like poor has five and like, roommates just, like and never wants hasn't to go been back. to the doctor in a, in you know four years. Like, right, I mean, <laughs> and that's kind of what I that's kind of what I what I like about Sweet Home Alabama, which I feel like I'm going to bring up Sweet Home Alabama a lot in the show, and then I'm going to watch it one day and then realize that it's not that good and that I gassed it up for no reason. But <laughs> something that I love about Sweet Home Alabama is that, like, she has, like, a a past of country and poverty that she's trying to bury, and, like, that's... And, like, her, like, fighting against, like, her country poor self to where, like, she's trying to be high class, she's trying to marry out of her class. Like, that... That's that's a white woman that like I can at least understand a little bit better and I can I can relate to her struggle a little bit more because she's really fighting against something real and also something that I can identify with. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so like I can like I can watch Sweet Home Alabama and I can see myself as that character whereas I can't see myself as Jennifer Aniston and that's part of and that's part of like my cognitive dissonance with some of these rom-coms that I'm sure we're going to be covering. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's a really great, that makes me really want to watch, uh, rewatch Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, I love Sweet I Home Alabama. I have Netflix on my phone, so I might just walk on, watch on the train back. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, picture perfect, uh, final thoughts. You know, if you're hungover on the couch, Go for it. <laughs> I love that. That specific prescription. <laughs> it's good though. Yeah. Yeah. If you're picture perfect, I watched it. Um, I had a beer one. I would suggest maybe having two beers. Yeah. Um, two beers. Definitely. <laughs> or like a blonde. I had three beers um, watching the first half of the movie. Yeah. I would, I would definitely recommend that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's okay. It's certainly not the worst that we've talked about. Yeah, I think that this was just but like a very calm again, week for this us. This podcast isn't about it's not about good movies. So, so. obviously I'm not going to tout it as like one of my favorite movies. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> or never, or one of my favorite rom-coms. There's rom-coms that are good, yeah. but we we're not going to talk about those. I'm never going to think about you this guys, again. Like yeah. one, once I once I upload this episode, I'm not I'm not going to think about this again. Yeah. Um <laughs> All right, well y'all please uh, follow us, share us, love us. Yeah, we're on Twitter. We're on Twitter at BromancePod. Yes. Um, I actually like. <laughs> I like had I, I used to I set up an Instagram for this podcast like a long time ago, um, and I just like haven't used it. And like I was like, and it was just like a dumb thing where just like posters and like stupid captions, but I don't feel like keeping that up. So <laughs> I don't even know why I brought it up. Um, there might be a reemergence or a rebirth of the Instagram. Maybe, possibly. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Stay tuned, you guys. If you're an Instagram person, yeah, and give us a search. Should, you should, you know, like this podcast. You should rate this on iTunes. Um, you should tweet at us and tell us films to do. And we are going to get on a more like steady schedule so that you know when to expect us yeah we're gonna do it where you can say oh wow it's wednesday or whatever and you can know that you can listen to a new episode yes what what yes and you can listen to us at work you can listen to us on your commute you can pretend that you're here with us oh yeah shaking your head at these movies at this world yes (laughs) (laughs) all right well have a wonderful week night day whatever it is for you yes yes and this has been the bad romance podcast i'm jordan searles and i'm bronwyn isaac see you later guys bye